Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Post Institute. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder, coming at you live with the best little parenting show on the internet. It's the Post Daily Dose. I hope you guys are doing really well on this marvelous Monday. It is Monday, right? Yes, Monday, all day long. (laughs) Um, And so one of the things I went and did before signing in was I went to our website and I pulled up It's called free printables and mood tracking. And you're going to get these awesome little printed handouts. And I'm going to talk to you about all of these lovely handouts. We're going to start with this one today. And I'm going to encourage you guys to go get them. They're free, free, free. All they cost is your ink and paper to print. And this one right here is absolutely incredible. It's called Brian's Four Point Trauma-Informed Daily Checklist. And I'm actually just going to read through it. The purpose of this four-point trauma-informed daily checklist is to provide the trauma-sensitive practitioner a daily quick reference checklist that brings to the conscious mind the core areas of trauma-informed practice. Use it daily at the beginning of the day to center yourself and your conscious mind on the importance of the work you do and those you serve. Choose love. So it has one area to check and that is self-awareness. Awareness of self Am I aware of my breathing? Am I aware of my own thoughts? Am I aware of my feelings? Am I aware of my body? Am I taking this moment? I am taking this moment to place all other concerns out of my immediate consciousness. And am I I am choosing to focus on my work and those I serve? This is designed for initially for classroom teachers, but it's effective for anyone. So can you imagine if you started your day just um, taking like an Taking check of yourself. How am I feeling? How's my thoughts? How's my body feel? Am I feeling stressed? Where is that stress in my body? Ooh, actually, I am feeling stressed uh, in this very moment. And I'm feeling it in my shoulders in particular. Especially this left one over here. So I'm just going to breathe into that space right now. See if I can release a little bit of that. That is one way to um, help manage stress. Find where you store it in your body. We all store it in different places. Our shoulders, our jaws. I know a lot of people who um, store a lot of stress in their chest, their stomach, their hips. So when you find the place in your body where you tend to hold your stress, just place your loving hand on it and just take some deep breaths and imagine that breath going straight into that area And you can begin to feel it release. Awareness of others. I have been charged with the care of a sensitive or with sensitive children. I am seeing him or them in my mind at this moment. I'm placing the spirit of who this child is and what she or he or them have experienced in my heart center and allowing myself to feel love and compassion. This will guide me in connection with him or her. That's really good, isn't it? Dang, Brian Post, you really wrote this up. This is so good. 
man, just coming back to that, that place of empathy, that place of deep understanding, understanding what our children have experienced or our loved ones, understanding that stress, fear, overwhelm are at the root of challenging behaviors, understanding that my calm can create calm for them. Wow. In my mind, I'm saying and smiling hello to this person. It's good to see you. I'm fully checking in with this child who is in my care. I am observing blank for the first time today and will continue to check in with him or her throughout the day. Awareness of environment. I am aware of the sensory environment and the challenges that, that it may present to my child. Visual, auditory, olfactory, uh, gustory, meaning taste, tactile, vestibular, meaning balance, body awareness, uh, digestion, all of these things can be triggers and we are trying to be aware of that so that we can have a sense of things that may be stimulating to our children. I'm making adjustments in the sensor environment to best support the sensitive children in my care. I am checking in with and paying attention to the child to assess the reaction to the immediate environment. I am making ongoing adjustments in the sensory environment to best support the sensitive children in my care. Awareness of cognitive and emotional. I am aware of blank's facial expression, posture, tone of voice, and reciprocal interactions. I am aware of the structure and routine that have been created and am actively maintaining them. I am clear on my communication and expectations. I am being emotionally flexible and taking responsibility for the dynamics within my control. This is gold, people. This is so good. Go to postinstitute.com and go to... Uh, actually, I'm going to change it. Right now, it's uncategorized. I'm going to put it under everything so that you'll be able to find it really easy. These are free downloads that you can print off. You could put this in your bathroom so that you can see it a few times a day. You could put this on your refrigerator. This is a great little, uh, man, this is just packed with little things we can do to help us notice our children differently, to bring the understanding that we already have for them, knowing that children who have experienced pre-birth and early life trauma tend to have more sensitive amygdalas. Their more sensitive amygdalas mean that they are more sensitive to things in their environment, that they're more likely to get hijacked at the brain level, and that that is the root of many of the behavior challenges that they experience. And that's why a unique parenting model is so helpful. So what I want us to do for the next, for the next few days is I want us to start getting ready for 2021. I want us to get ready to begin making some goals you know, everybody always talks about New Year's resolutions, and those resolutions, oftentimes they focus on things like our fitness, our weight loss, our finances, um, maybe uh, behaviors that are related to addictions, um, but rarely do I hear people talking about creating goals related to their relationships and their self-care. And those two things are really a big root of a lot of things that we struggle with in our world. And so um, I really want us to take time over the next few days and um, 
Go ahead and download these. Go to your computer. Go to postinstitute.com. You'll find these freebies and print them off because these are really good maps. We're going to go over each one of them. I'm going to do some more tomorrow, but the idea is to take these next few days and give some meditative thought, some prayerful thought to how your relationships in your family look now versus how you would like them to look. And just take an honest assessment of where you're at and how connected you are with your children and how connected they feel to you. And over the next few days, we're going to do some, we're going to talk about some things that I've seen literally to be proven extremely effective in creating goals and following through with your goals so that part of your 2021 can also be about improving the parent-child relationship. We are the adults. We set the thermostat. Our calm amygdala has the ability to create calm for our children. It has been demonstrated repeatedly that healing is created when positive relationship and positive environment repeated over time are in place. There are two parts of the brain that we've really focused on a great deal here at the Post Institute. I mean, there's a lot that we talk about, but there's two just really pivotal pieces that I want everyone to know. So we're going to be talking about it a lot over the next week or so, as if we don't already. But one is the amygdala. We're all born with, an, well, I say we're all born. You know, there may be, actually, as I say that, there may be some condition I'm not aware of where an amygdala is not actually there. But for the most part, most people are born with an intact amygdala. That's a little almond-shaped part of our brain that sits right near our brain stem. And it's developed in the womb. And part of the process of how it's developed is determined by the hormones that the mother is experiencing during pregnancy. So a high-stress pregnancy means that there's been a hormone called cortisol, which people call the stress hormone, that flows from the mother to the baby's brain. And that makes the amygdala more sensitive. So then once the baby is born... When we do the things that we do in our caregiving, when we coo and love the baby and blow the belly and kiss the cheekies and nibble the toes and bottle feed the baby or breastfeed the baby, when the baby cries because they're wet or they're they're uh, uncomfortable or they're hungry or they need your attention because babies need attention. And so they sense distress and the amygdala picks this up and it shoots this hormone through the brain and the baby cries. And when we soothe the cry, that's building another part of the baby's brain called the oxytocin release mechanism. Oxytocin, O-X-Y-T-O-C-I-N. Babies who've been left to cry it out, they don't cry it out when they're babies. They get overwhelmed with cortisol and their brain shut down. It's not healthy. Now, I'm not trying to stress you out. I'm not trying to say, catch every cry. Don't even let them cry. It's not about that. But it's also about being attuned, going to them in a loving, calm manner when they're crying and comforting and soothing. And that, over time, is what actually builds the ability to self-soothe. Many of our children do not have very much oxytocin available in their brain. And one of the jobs of oxytocin 
is to help modulate cortisol. So as you are thinking about your parenting goals and your relationship goals with your children, I want you to give thought to that. I want you to give thought to how am I parenting? Have I been parenting in a way that helps build oxytocin for my child? Because the good news is that the oxytocin release mechanism is available to be grown and developed throughout the lifespan. Throughout the lifespan. It's like the best news of biology ever. And so it's never too late to love. And love is always healing and literally healing at the brain level. So um, over the next few days, we're going to talk about where we're at in our parenting, in our parenting, how we're doing, you know, uh, what do you struggle with? And we're going to look at ways to create some goals that can help you because the thing that I find the most important is once our heart is positioned into a place of understanding what our children really need, then it just takes putting these things into action and over time it becomes a new habit. It is not the dominant story of parenting. The dominant story of parenting says when our children misbehave, we push them away with punishment. When in fact, pushing them away puts them out of our guidance. They need to be close to us so that we can guide them, so that we can help them learn how to ride those emotional waves that so often just take them over because they just, they don't have enough oxytocin available to help calm that sensitive amygdala that's there created out of the trauma they've experienced. So um, your first assignment, <laughs> if you want to follow along with us, your first assignment is to go to the website and download these printables because they're going to be really useful for you over this next year. So I hope you guys will join along with this. Um, as we look at creating some goals to set some new habits, you know, most of what we do in our parenting is habitual. It comes from what the dominant story tells us. It comes from what our own experience was being parented. And so it does, it takes a repetition of our own, learning something new, integrating it. it takes repetition. It takes conversing. It takes processing processing what did we do today, how did it go, where did we miss it, where did we catch it, what can we do different. And so as we work towards being better parents, um, know that this is going to take time. You know, just like any habit that we try to break or any new habits that we try to put in place, it takes focused, concentrated effort. And so we're going to start the new year off with some focused, concentrated effort towards our paradigm of parenting our children. I can't wait to do some more of this tomorrow. So tune in tomorrow. We're going to walk some walk through these um, handouts some, and we're going to talk about some strategies for creating um, goals, objectives for what we can do in our role as parents to create healing for our children. I'm going to tell you guys, you guys are so powerful. You're so powerful. You underestimate what you bring to the table as parents. You guys know your children better than any therapist ever could or ever should. And what you can do to create healing day in and day out in the relationship with your child is absolutely incredible. And I want to do all that I can to equip you, to support you, to encourage you so that 
we can create healing and harmony in our families. Much love to you guys. Um, remember what Brian tells us. In any given moment, we have two choices. We don't always feel the choices because sometimes our amygdalas are so overwhelmed that it takes us out of the conscious ability to choose. But when we can, we can choose to either act out of the same blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm, or we can take one to two to three deep breaths. And we can choose love. Join us live on Wednesdays at 6 30. Thank you guys so much for being with me tonight. I'm excited about 2020. Don't forget to get your copy of Brian's Best. I'm excited about stepping off from fear to love. Just pay shipping and handling at www.feartolovebook.com. That's www.feartolovebook.com. I love y'all and I'll see y'all tomorrow night.